Hello and welcome back to the Flow Coach, a mini podcast with me, Chris Randall. In these podcasts, I'm going to share bite-sized portions of the coaching that I deliver to my clients. I'm also going to share what I know about leadership development, career coaching, business strategy and facilitation. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. So please do get in touch with, with me with your feedback and any questions or topics you'd like me to address. The links to get in touch with me should all be shared in the podcast details. And I'll do my best to answer your questions in future episodes. I look forward to hearing from you. Episode four, how to create a safe space for facilitation. This is all about answering the question of how to get the best outcomes for your clients when you are facilitating. So this might be um, when you're uh, facilitating a group workshop. Um, Remember those when we used to do those face-to-face and hopefully we'll go back to doing them again face-to-face. So maybe a group workshop over Zoom or uh, virtual um, or face-to-face hopefully soon. Or it can be facilitating a client one-to-one. It doesn't matter which. The starting point is always the same, I believe, and that is create a safe space. Why, uh, might you ask? Uh, Well, to create a place where everyone can engage in open, authentic and personal sharing. That's why. So you, as the facilitator, can help those people to work on the root causes rather than the superficial symptoms. What do I mean by that? An example. So let's say that you as facilitator, you're looking to improve communication between teams in the same organisation. You need honest feedback from the team members about what's blocking better communication. The superficial symptom is uh, is that it's not easy to share everything that's going on. Um, We need better channels. Maybe that's the information you're getting from the participants. Maybe they're saying, oh, we we need Trello, for example. So, for example, it's an operational issue. However, in a safe space, it may be that you find that the root issue, the underlying issue, is that team members have trust issues with their team leaders and with other team leaders. They believe if they communicate openly, it'll backfire on them personally, maybe damage them politically, affect their chances of a promotion, or they might even get themselves fired. That's definitely something that's gone through my mind in, uh, in the past when, when I was asked to share. Um, tell us, just tell me what you really believe. Um, no way am I going to do that. I don't trust you with that. So, In this instance, it's not an app that's needed. It's a much deeper process of building and maintaining trust between team members and the team leaders. Trello won't remove this issue, but tackling the trust issue might remove the need for Trello. So how do we tackle this? Um, How do we tackle creating a safe space? Here are some ways it can be achieved. Um, This is not meant to be a comprehensive list, and you may uh, want to add some things to this or... Um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that here, here are the key components. First of all, confidentiality. Now, that might mean different things in different settings. For example, there may be different levels of, commu- of com- confidentiality that you need for a group workshop than you need for an individual one-to-one. I know certainly when I'm working one-to-one, 
Um, what I mean by confidentiality is that I'm not going to share anything with anybody about what was said uh, by my client in the meeting. And I'll also say to the client that I'm totally happy for them to share whatever they want with whomever they want. Um, and how that works in practice is that if there's a third party that we both know and they come to me and say, oh, I hear you were working with so-and-so and you did this work and that work and uh, they were really happy with it and they had a great session with you, then my response will always be, thank you, but I can't make any comments for confidentiality reasons. Things are slightly different in a group workshop because there's a need to ensure that participant A doesn't share with somebody outside of the workshop what participant B said and what they heard them say. And so um, as a general rule, um, share the fruit but not the tree is a good way to go forward with um, confidentiality in a group workshop. What do I mean by share the fruit but not the tree? Feel free to share your own personal experience and what you got out of the workshop but don't share the body of the work nor what anybody else shared in that space. Moving on, uh, boundaries, uh, clear boundaries. Um, this can be uh, as straightforward as one person talks at a time, others listen when it's not their turn to talk, and everyone has an opportunity to speak and be heard. Empower choice. Um, really important to empower choice. The participants always have a choice to do the work and make that clear right from the start. No one has to do anything that they don't want to do. Set out and encourage that people are invited to share from their own personal experience uh, rather than commenting or an analysing what others have spoken about. So you can, as a facilitator, you can encourage this by asking, is that true for you? Have you experienced some of that? How was that for you? Check that the space is inclusive for everyone. And don't assume that it is inclusive. For example, I've met plenty of people with dyslexia for whom small changes in how information is shared could make a big difference. Check the space is inclusive for all gender identification or religious beliefs or otherwise, all ethnicities, etc. Listen and watch. As a facilitator, you may notice some who are not acting as if the space is safe enough for them. So check in with them. And do that in a considerate way. Don't do that in front of everyone. They're already showing you that they're not ready to share in front of the whole group that they've got some concerns about the space. I remember when I used to do indoor cycling training, go to spin classes, that the trainer would ask the, the group at the, at the start of the class, does anyone have any injuries? And, and a really good way for them to do this was to ask people to put your hand up if you do and I'll come around and speak to you. Well, I remember one, one trainer um, asked the class uh, and then got the person to shout out in front of the whole class what their injury was and then proceeded to um, to shame them by saying, oh, that's not an injury, you, ne you need to get on with it and just, just knuckle up and, and kick on. So just be sensitive that people uh, need uh, sometimes some private space to share what their concerns are. And this, I guess, um, really leads on to what I consider to be the absolute must-do every single time, and that is ask. Ask the participants, what else do you need for the space to be safe for you? What is it that you need right now to trust this space enough? They'll tell you exactly what they need and then you can do it for them.
So to summarise, if you're facilitating a space where everyone can engage in open and authentic and personal sharing, what you need to do to actively make the space safe enough for the participants to go deep enough into the work is uh, the checklist that I've just run through. Confidentiality, boundaries, empower choice, invite uh, sharings from own personal experience, check the space is inclusive, listen and watch, and ask questions. And if you do all of that, and if you support the participants to, to, to create a safe space, then you're creating somewhere where they can achieve significant, long-lasting outcomes and results. They'll get further to the root cause of what's happening, uh, and they won't focus on the uh, superficial symptoms. You'll create a fertile, creative, inclusive and rich space in which to do the work needed to create effective change. So that's, um, in a nutshell, uh, facilitation and creating a safe space. Please do get in touch if you've experienced anything of what I've been talking about today or if you have any questions or feedback you'd like to share. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on another episode of the Flow Coacher podcast.